Welcome to Down Rabbit Holes. We're your hosts, Stephanie and Raquel. Hey! Hello, hello. Welcome back, everybody. Hello, nice to see you. Hello. <laughs> or hear you. Or I, you I, hearing us. I guess. I guess. I, I don't, don't know. know. Anywho, uh, tell us about uh, where you just were, Raquel. Oh, girl. Okay. If I am a little bit off my game, please pardon that. I just got the best massage of my life. Shout out to Jackie at Barrett Massage. I think she works Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays from 11 to 6 p.m. She is a goddess among massage therapists. I am puffy right now. I am feeling a little discombobulated. Because she has released all the toxins <laughs> that were stored in yeah. my body. She said my back was like a speed bump. Oh, gosh. She also said that one spot was like, oh, that's not a speed bump. That's a slab of paper, uh, cement. <laughs> and I was like, she got all of it out. And I was like, thank you for validating me. Thank though. you so much. But it was so great. I do feel a little um, strange. And my voice kind of found, sounds like I just woke up. <clears throat> Well, yeah, I mean, you were relaxed for an hour. It was 90 minutes. Oh, girl, you paid the extra 30. (laughs) So anybody who needs a deep tissue, bring your life back to Jesus Massage. (laughs) Go and shout, uh, holler at my girl, Jackie at Barrett Massage. Uh, She is life changing. In fact, I have another massage scheduled with her next week. Like I'm doing like a weekly thing right now so I can like get my life back. Get yourself back together. I feel like she just changed it in 90 minutes. So shout out to Jackie, thank you so much, girl. Thank you, Jackie. Yeah, girl. Bear massage over there at Camino Rail, I believe it is. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So oh, good. Way to her. go, Jackie. Yeah, way to go, Jackie. So today we have a special guest. A bitty bum bum. Come on, up, Close to my heart, close to my family, uh, my little sister, Selena. Anything for Selena. Selena. Hey. Oh my gosh. She is um, down to visit. She is um, my son's godmother. And so, my baby, (laughs) Nasalina. So, um, she came down for his birthday. He's going to be four. Ah, yeah. I I am going to that birthday party. Are you Peter Piper? And I need to get a gift. Oh, you don't need anything. He's. He's good. Um, yeah, let me show yeah, up to a birthday have... party without a present. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we were always taught to bring something. So I did not yourself. know what to get him. So I was like, Maddox, let's just go shopping. Yeah, she let's took him go. shopping. They That's went awesome. to Walmart. And he picked out a comforter. A Ninja Turtles comforter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what he wanted. He's just the cutest little. Oh he is. He's adorable. And we did He's... Tombstone today. Oh, how'd you like Tombstone? It was awesome maddox loved it but he was scared of the cowboys are you really Aww. saying that it was awesome for real for real yeah, or are you just well, feel, feeling like you should say it's awesome because like, i kind of feel like i have to say <laughs> it. <laughs> but no we took those old time, uh, the old time pictures so he took it with our little girl and oh you're a new mom <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. brand yeah, new yeah, yeah congratulations yeah. 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 how old is the baby she's six months oh that's such yeah. a fun age because they don't they're not like too delicate no they're like sturdy enough at mm-hmm. this yeah. point that you can she's like, like a she's hit a lot of her milestones really fast oh, so yeah. like she started rolling over i mean this is your story that's your little girl but she's <laughs> she's just she's just a proud but yeah tell tell us about millie millie vanilli all right. I don't know if you guys are ready for tears, but oh, yeah. Go ahead. We got him. We don't have any tissue though. No. We should add that to this podcast room. 
<laughs> you guys should. So we actually, she's six months old. We actually adopted her. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we, it was really rough, you know, military spouse life. And oh. Christian was deployed when she was born. But now she's our little girl. She's six months, but it was, oh, yeah. it was rough for a little bit. Oh, but yeah. mm-hmm. well, that's, that's really cool. I'm really excited to hear your adoption story. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. It's super yeah. cool. Yeah, the it's funny how like God works because uh, she um, she looks just like her dad. I, you know, I kind of stalk you a little bit on Facebook. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. So I think that I knew that, and I think that I was like, wait a minute, they look <laughs> like yeah, each it's other. it's interesting because yeah. she's got the dark features. She's, I mean, when he holds her, it's like oh. Okay. okay, but yeah. oh, she's amazing. And then meeting her since day one. I mean, your journey—we were all through it. I mean, oh my god, Hispanic family, like we are all up in that business. It was, yeah, it was crazy. It's yeah, crazy it was story. really fun. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I think today's episode just kind of encompasses, you know, your life and and the military spouse life, and you know, those challenges that you face <laughs> as a military spouse. Um, how long have you been with Christian? So it is. We've been married. Eight years. It'll be nine in August. Oh, wow. And mm. yeah, so I met him through our brother. They were like roommates. And one day Christian hit hooked me up with a sister. Yeah. Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't tell mom and dad. I mean, that might be too late. <laughs> <laughs> he did ask our brother for permission. Like, hey, can I slide in your sister's DMs? <laughs> <laughs> and he did. And ever since then, I met him when our brother and sister-in-law got married. We flipped to Virginia. And ever since then. Yeah, she made that then, move. She was yeah, like, seven years. Seven She's like, I want years. those benefits. <laughs> Give me them bennies. Give me them bennies. What were, what were the cookies that you made him that one Valentine's Day? Or that oh. you, we were looking at. <laughs> <laughs> they were the Dependa um, cookies. So I had them made. And it said, um, I'll PCS with you. Um, will you be my sponsor? And, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I've been looking for a sponsor for a minute. Like, I just want somebody to buy me a Range Rover. Or I just, I mean, I mean give me love. Yeah, I, want, I want a partner. I want a partner. Or I just want nice things. I actually just We're want our bank accounts linked. <laughs> yeah, but like, <laughs> but they can't take my money. I just want to be able to withdraw from there. <laughs> I was just gonna ask you, or um, and also maybe those benefits, like bro, those benefits, but bro, bro, bro. Can you comment? Benefits, pennies, pennies. Well, the Tricare. Mm, I don't know. Uh, well, I've heard a lot about this Tricare not being the greatest thing on the planet. It's really not, but. Have you paid for the insurance that the rest of us have to pay for? Because <laughs> it does, they do pay for it. Like a little yeah. bit comes out of their paycheck. So they do. Okay. They the key do pay word for that it, you said there is little, little bit. bit. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, uh, so I, when I have insurance just for myself through the company, it's not bad. Like you don't feel it. But yeah. the moment you tack on one kit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it's yeah, like yeah. half your paycheck, if yeah. not more, is taken out just for some jankety mm-hmm. insurance yeah that well, your yeah. copay is still crazy, crazy high crazy high dude so remember the thing that happened with my ear oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. so i ended up having to go to urgent care and i specifically chose to go to urgent care instead of the emergency yeah. room because the emergency room copay would have been three hundred dollars oh so i went to the urgent care which is 
like honestly somebody that whatever i'm not gonna say that but um <laughs> i went to the urgent care copay is 75 dollars, way oh, less man. than 300 dollars, but still 75 dollars. they stick a giant 16 gauge needle uh, in my ear uh, and pulled the juice out that was in there oh right my gosh. it hurt nope. so bad it never got better but then yesterday no two days ago i come home and i see a bill from the urgent care and i was like i paid my copay what's going on open it up they're saying that i owe an additional 75 dollars. so for this visit with my insurance even though my insurance says for any urgent care visit yeah it was 75 dollars. paid it and i looked at it maybe they didn't deduce deduct the 75 dollars i paid they already deducted the 75 dollars that i paid but the insurance was saying that i needed to pay another 75 dollars. anyways long story short <laughs> that's um that's annoying yeah i understand the problems with tricare and getting appointments yeah. and all of that stuff but Again, a trip to urgent care is one hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, now, apparently, yeah, to, for a twelve second procedure. And I was sitting next to someone that was literally vomiting in a bag. Oh, oh that's in, right, you did tell me that. Yeah, in the public, and they were just like, "Well, good luck to you." And I'm like, "I'm gonna get more sick being here." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you pay me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but it's all right. My, yeah, my ear is not better, but. It's okay. We'll find you a sponsor. Oh, that's all I want. <laughs> We're gonna life. get you. We'll sponsor. find you. I, I w- anybody? Anybody? Someone? <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I'm not desperate. I'm no. perfectly fine <laughs> with the way. But she's I'm, an independent woman. I n d e p e n d e n t. Don't you know what I mean? I drive my own car. I pay my own. Okay, guys. Sorry, I had a massage earlier. Oh, that's yeah, so she did. It's the top. She's feeling so good. <laughs> All right. Um, so um, before we get started, we wanted to talk about TV. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. what you guys watching out on TV right now? What's your favorite show? Well, it really depends on what mood I'm in. But if I have a go to, it's always Friends. Um, but I've been watching The Act. Oh, yeah. Mm, That's such a good one. Is. The Act with Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Oh, yeah. OK, yeah, yeah. so I don't know what things are called. I just oh. I just click on them if I like pick if I like the pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> This one looks good today. This one looks interesting. No. Um, um, that one's, I yeah. didn't know that until Selena had, was talking about it. Cause we talk all the, all the time. So yeah, we're, we're, the, we're one, we're one short of the Chismosas. Chismosas, yeah. yeah. Shout yeah, out yeah. Clarissa. Shout we're missing out. one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, okay. This Gypsy Rose show. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. First oh, yeah. of all, like. Oh my gosh. I, I feel like I don't even want to say anything because there's going to be so many people that are listening to this because we're internationally known now. Oh. <laughs> Poland. Shout out. Poland. Shout out to Poland listeners. <laughs> Shout out. Seriously. Trent. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, what was I saying? Gypsy Rose. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's so many people on both sides of this. Yeah. Yes. So please know both people on either sides of this. I understand your perspective. Yes. I haven't formulated a full opinion on this. So whatever comes out of my mouth in the next couple minutes doesn't mean that I disagree with you or that you're wrong or that I'm right <laughs> or that I even think or know what I think. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying there's re- like there's a reason that she killed her mom. There is. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But I also think... That people have to understand, like, the situation that she was in and the the mindset that she was. Dude, do you want to talk about generational trauma here? Yeah, it's the grandma, Don't get me the started. mom, and her. Like, all three. Like, there's... Dude, she thought she was dying. Mm-hmm. Well, she thought she was dying. She also thought she was 14 or 15. Yeah. yeah but like, she thought she couldn't walk. 
dude, that's something that yeah. like y- 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 your parents like we sometimes lie to our kids. I mean, that wasn't that's, a lot. That's, that's not like, a lie. That's like crazy. Like so because because I've done the the you know psychology stuff for counseling <laughs> like obviously I'm grabbing my like my book of DSM-5 like trying to figure out like what causes that syndrome right that the mom has the um oh my gosh Munchausen Munchausen by proxy (laughs) and obviously it's a psychological disorder that comes from trauma from before but like that trauma among I mean it's it's seriously all generational right but like the big question could have could Gypsy have done it another way okay but i mean this is going to open up a whole nother rabbit hole here Mm -hmm. because i mean as we go down these rabbit holes i mean (laughs) it it really brings to light the way that our society views mental illness oh yeah oh yeah and the the lack of help and the lack of Mm -hmm. uh, resources and still even though there has been a huge shift to being accepting of mental illnesses and let's get people the help they need there still is a negative connotation that goes along with it in our society and people don't want to get the help that they need in fear of losing my job or in fear of people Mm -hmm. are going to, sorry, place this label on me. Um, There are a lot of reasons that people won't get mental help and and to include pride, to include um, lack of forgiveness for themselves, (laughs) um, to include all of these things. Um, and, And so I think that that's really a big part of can we say if she could have done it a different way? hundred percent. But I feel like she could have, she could have, but dude, like but she was working like with little, something going on up there. Well, that wasn't and like she's so right. smart though. Like once, once she found out and, and started doing her own stuff, like she definitely used her resources to an advantage. Mm-hmm. Like what she did clearly was not right. Right. But at the same time, like, one, she doesn't have a lot of resources. Two, that was her caregiver, right? So, like, there's all these things that go around, like, you know, going against your caregiver. She also, like, didn't know how to take care of herself, really. You know, but, like, once she was getting out of it, she was smart enough to be like, hey, I'm in survival mode. This is my only way out. Yeah. Yeah. And again, she thought that that was her only way out. She did. So is there another way that she could approach it? I don't know, because she was in the mindset of this is my only way out. Like, think yeah. about it when you're in a fight or flight situation. Like, um, there have been times when I don't know, like uh, maybe. OK, I think about it when I was younger. My brother used to we used to wrestle when we were like little, little kids. And he would get on top of me and he would like do the whole like spit over your face. You know <gasps> oh, what I'm talking about? Man. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Like drop it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, thank he you. He was yes. stronger than me. Just, oh my God. You, you get to the <laughs> point when you're like, oh my gosh, you freak out. And like yeah. my only alternative is I'm going to grab whatever mm-hmm. is around Next me. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and yeah. I, I'm not thinking of the consequences of what that action is going right. to have because it's immediate. I got to get out of this situation because right. I can't breathe anymore. Yes. So if I felt that way in this little game that we're playing with me and my brother, imagine after years and years and years yeah. and years of being a victim yeah. of being held down by someone yeah. for so long that you're, you're like, I got to get out of here at any means necessary, right. any cost. Right. No, I I 100% so, agree. I feel like she was given multiple opportunities to tell somebody whether it was going to the doctor's offices that her mom took her to her hospitals and all these people she was seeing, her neighbors. Mm-hmm. Like she could have told them, but she 
I don't know why she took that road down. Well, I I don't know. I think it's that victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Like when you are a victim, do you don't do you? How many times do we watch a movie and we're like, "Girl, why are you running up the stairs?" <laughs> like you know better than yes. This. You Turn have, on the light. Right. You have an opportunity. Like there is an open door right next to you. Run out that door. Yeah. But in that moment, you're not thinking that right. way. Yeah. You're not thinking about all of these resources that are reaching out to you to do this and this and this. How, okay. That's one side of the train tracks. <laughs> well, she also wasn't very educated either. Right. She was yeah. homeschooled. Right. She, you know, she thought all these things. So one, that's a lot of change for her and she didn't adapt well to it. I mean, she did hide them, but like, if you yeah. think about it, she she acted like she was younger than she was. She wasn't a normal 19-year-old, 20-year-old yeah. that would be mature enough to make sense of these things. Like, she was told for so long that she was 13, 14, 15. Yeah, she thought until like, she found out, like, the, what was it, like, the cards or something? Yeah, yeah, her birth certificate, out, yeah. right, or something mm-hmm. like that. But, like, yeah. but again, what, and that person being a victim, that person being abused the way that she was, the manipulation, and then the thought of, like, oh, I'm not mature enough. What else can you do? Right. You know what I mean? Like she's thinking in the sense of a 13 year old where. Yeah. What's your first instinct? Like and, and our get rid of the problem. Our perspective on this is from a somewhat healthy understanding of life. Right. Yeah. right? And, I, and I keyword somewhat. healthy, <laughs> <laughs> But it's coming from a somewhat healthy standard of life. Whereas this was not at all a healthy standard of life. Right. And so coming from that lack of education and all of these things and, and being told this and uh, how many you guys might be too young. Sorry. But the movie <laughs> Nell. Do you remember with Jodie Foster? Well, okay. Well, uh, what's the lady's name with from um, Bobby Boucher? His mom from Waterboy. Oh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, what's um, her name? Oh, I don't know her name, but I know who you're talking about. I know about. who you're talking about. Everybody, you all know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, this would be great if we had an intern. To oh, yeah. these <laughs> um, but whatever her name is. Oh, I can't think of her name. Anyways, um, in the movie, the mom has a stroke. Okay, and they live out in the middle of nowhere and um, nobody comes and checks on this little girl who is raised by this woman who has a stroke. And so because she has a stroke, she has a speech impediment while this girl is growing up in her formative years. Mm -hmm. She learns to speak the way that her mother, who was the only other human being in her life. Kathy Bates. That's the (laughs) one. But she she learned only that way because of the way that her mother influenced her life. That was her only connection to any other person. Mm-hmm, she didn't right. watch TV. She didn't have other influences. Yeah. So when you think about it like that, if this young lady was raised by this woman who clearly had her own mental mm-hmm, uh, instabilities and, and, and illness, and then was putting that on this child and this child was kept in isolation right. for yeah. all of these years, like she's not going to think the way that you and I think that no, have, have been yeah. exposed to no. all of this mm-hmm. and, uh, and being educated. Well, and now I know some of the TikTok talk and social media stuff is very like oh she's playing her husband because she did she got married right out of right out of prison right Mm -hmm. but she's you know she's got all this money because all these documentaries were made like she i don't know what therapy was provided in the eight years that she was in prison but like i mean was she educated in there i mean you're coming out into society from that Mm -hmm. mindset to then uh, the mindset of the uh, of the prison 
And then now to real life, yeah. like she's, I was she's actually in a transition. I was going to comment on what you just said there because I was like, again, from a somewhat healthy life, I have a lot of things that I need to work through. Right. She might have more. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. She might. She might have mommy issues. She, yeah. she might have some things that she needs to work through. Yeah. And it's taken me uh, this much time to work through the issues that I have. <laughs> I don't think she was at the place where she put the work in yet. No. Well, in one of her interviews, she was saying um, she felt free when she went to prison. I, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would so she not... was living life at, like in prison. Yeah. So nor again us would probably think that would be a captivity Mm -hmm, right but for her having social interaction with other people for the first time walking yeah walking yeah (laughs) walking Walking. (laughs) she was she was fed without her feeding tube like she did that she didn't even need well and we we were talking about it because um selena was like hey i've been watching the show and, and whatever and i was like i gotta watch it now but after talking about it i was like who wouldn't want to go to prison like first off you, oh, yeah, you were saying yeah, that. Like who, she, who wouldn't want to go to prison? Because right. if she were to have been let go mm-hmm. in this real world that she knows nothing about, she wouldn't thrive. Yeah. Well, exactly. you think about it. She had already been in prison, a way harsher prison oh, yeah, than absolutely. Yeah. what she went to. But when you're fed, you have a bed to sleep yep. in. You have, you know, in prison, you can take classes. You can get your yeah. GED. You can yep. do all these things. Like, she felt free because nobody was really, like victimizing her yeah. and like i don't know what happened in prison with her if anything yeah. whatever but like now that she's out she transitioned to the world that probably did take her eight years yeah. to transition to real yeah. life right you know um i, I don't know i, I don't think know, that Gypsy. there are there are a lot of things i wish her well i yeah. wish um them happiness i mean I, I don't know. I, I kind of wish they did like a documentary on his side. Yeah, because like I want to learn his side. Yeah, which one? I mean, the husband or yeah. the what's his name? The Nick, Nick. the boyfriend. Yeah. Well, yeah. so I was reading up on him because I that's just what I do, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> I go spend, down rabbit holes. I yeah. spend my <laughs> night on the phone going down this rabbit hole of who he was. He they said he was diagnosed with autism, mm-hmm. and so during the interviews they said that his. His interviews in the show were really close to his interviews that he gave in real life. And so, but he, I don't really think he knew what was going on in the first place. Like he, like autism, we can go down that real rabbit hole, but he's on the spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, he could have been high functioning in some parts. He could have been low functioning in other parts. Was he diagnosed though? Because I know in the show, the mom, like everything, when they were interviewing the mom in the show, again, I don't know if this is true, but... She said, oh, yeah, he, we know he has problems, but he wasn't, like, officially diagnosed. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. From what I read, he was diagnosed with autism, but I don't. I But, I mean, at this point, knows? Gypsy was diagnosed with something that she absolutely yeah, she didn't never have. had it. Like, she just got a diagnosis and yeah. by her mama, and yeah. then her mama told the doctor, this is what my kid has. No I mean, spoiler alerts, but it's a, it's I, a good yeah. one. I actually think we gave all the spoilers. Well, <laughs> I think we gave the information that we already know is out yeah. there. But if you have a chance to watch the act, it's on Hulu. Very good watch. It's I think it's 10 episodes. Yeah, I think it's on think Netflix so. too because I watched it and I don't ever oh, sign into Hulu, so oh, it nah. must be on Netflix too. It on Hulu. Or maybe Peacock. I don't know. I'm don't always know. on those. But there's so many different movies like like streaming venues about like their story. Oh. I just don't know. I know the act is a closer one to their story, but mm-hmm. there's so many like different movies and documentaries about their story. But yeah. the act is the closest one, I think. Yeah, I, I 
I mean, it, it definitely um, kept me engaged for the 12 hours of binge watching yeah. that I did on 100%. that. Um, I think I watched it from Friday at 8 p.m. till Sunday at 4. Oh, yeah. I mean, straight binge watching. <laughs> yeah. The I get time. it. Like, yeah. no showering. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did with Game of Thrones. I did not shower. What other shows oh, are y'all watching? Oh, can you guess which one I just got done? Oh, NYPD. Oh, nope. Close. No. Nope. Come law on. Law and order. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> law and order. And all of the different law and orders. Oh, so gosh. special victims unit, crime investigations unit, and then they piggyback off of each other. So like you can watch one and they're oh. like, oh, this, and then they follow up with it. And then I'm also on um Chicago Med and Chicago Fire. Oh, yeah. oh. Ladies, yeah. ladies, yeah. we're over halfway through the show. Oh. Can we get to our topic? <laughs> oh my god. We could talk about we'll TV back all we'll talk day. About TV all day. See, okay. this is why we need you, producer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it keeps us on time. Um, so speaking of uh, Chicago Med, let's talk about military. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know how to transition. I don't know how to transition. I was going to say, like, I watched the movie Black Hawk Down. Ooh. Oh. I did, too. And Ooh. I watched- well, you know the movies that... The people that we work with were telling oh, us. Oh yeah, watch. Band of Brothers. Yeah. I really want to put a shout out there. It's a little older, but it really is great. So yeah. you should watch that show. Which leads us to military life. <laughs> That's a way better there transition. You go. Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. There you go. That's a good um, one. Anyways, um, so how long? You, you eight married? Eight years married? Eight years. Yeah. Nine. Nine in August. How many PCSs or um, different we've stations? Done, well, we were in Virginia for seven years, and then two years ago we PCS to. Um, California. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but we did move around a lot in Virginia. Like we lived in Woodbridge, Fredericksburg, base housing. Mm -hmm. That's a whole nother rabbit hole there. (laughs) All the spouses on base, like, but no military spouses. I mean, it just, it comes with its benefits and challenges. And I would say one of the biggest challenges is you don't really know what to expect. Like when you get married, like I know a lot of people tell you like, oh, but you knew what you're marrying Mm to. You knew this, like. No, you didn't. Mm -hmm. No, you didn't as much as you want to. Like, no, like it's a lot like your husband being gone, your husband calling you that night saying, hey, have to pack for a trip tomorrow. I'm going to be gone for a month. Like, all right, where are we going now? Like, that's why some people say like, oh, I'm a new spouse. And you're like, oh, oh, man. But then there's other spouses that consider themselves like seasoned spouses. Yeah. I'm a newly seasoned spouse because I just went through a my newly hu- seasoned. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that was a term. New, yeah. Yes. See? So newly seasoned spouse, like, because my husband just went through a deployment. Uh-huh. So that's when also we you adopted your, our baby. <laughs> you get your badge of honor. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. No, in my, um, just my affiliation with the military over the last couple of years here, as well as um, I, one of my compadres was a drill instructor in, oh. um, in the Marines. And so oh. um, just watching his family, but there is like a sorority of, of, of sisters, mm-hmm. a sisterhood when it comes to the military yeah. wives. Um, and I've seen both sides. I've seen, the sides where the person was inside of that sorority and everybody like they knew everyone and they were a part of all the clicky things oh and gosh. all of the barbecues <laughs> and all of the things. And then I saw some on the outside of it where they hadn't been yet. Um, what's the word initiated? Oh um, yeah. Into yeah. The sisters of sororityness. Yeah. It, well, and it's funny cause like them living in Virginia, we oh, were, <laughs> we were able to visit a couple of times and you know, we're, we're super proud of, you know, 
she's being she's married to a serviceman and and all these things and you know it's a very proud thing but it's so funny because we would go visit and like there would be things that we'd find out and they'd be like no oh yeah friendship wise um because they lived in this community where they were like super tight and like the wives were super tight but then like the separation of like well we're super tight from like five to six when we all meet in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. Right. But then inside our homes, well, dude, we're not that tight. And oh, yeah. Imagine, like, girl, like I watched <laughs> one of that, like the, one of the people that were a part of that like tight little ha- neighborhood when they got a divorce. Oh, yeah. It was like, who are you going to choose? Yeah. Oh, that like, happens a lot. What, was, so tell, tell us your experience of friendships, like friendships and support. So, like, we've we've been fortunate because, you know, our brother is also in the service. So we've kind of followed them around because they lived in Virginia, too. That's how, obviously, I met my husband. And they lived on base, too. But then when they moved, we moved off base. But a little bit about living on base is, like, we lived in a courtyard. So we were all very, like, you know, tight community. And we loved our neighbors there. We Shout out Tara and John. But they were, like, the best neighbors ever had. And our other neighbors next to us were, like, good friends with the people across from us in the courtyard and one day one of them got jealous because one of them invited them to a con another spouse to a concert but didn't invite the other one so this whole like drama thing happened where they were out in the courtyard yelling at each other oh my like, god your husband what a yeah. novella yeah it's, it's a lot it's well, a lot welcome to the military spouse yeah novella. <laughs> to the courtyard and the it hair was. is blowing in the year <laughs> one of them is still there oh <laughs> she's like the queen of the courtyard now. oh shoot Ooh, queen of the south turns queen of the courtyard yes <laughs> but she's the one that nobody liked <laughs> oh well, that sucks that's so funny so uh, what yeah. about your house because i actually really liked your housing in virginia like after you well you were in that house in the courtyard and that was mm-hmm. actually pretty cool um and then you bought a house but oh yeah how is uh how is base housing base housing like it's it's nice because a lot of people say oh you don't pay for housing and you really don't because what bh is you know basic housing allowance is your husband gets a certain amount of money allowed for housing to pay for either an apartment or a house so but base housing you don't get that money they just automatically take it and Mm. so but a lot of stuff like people say like there is mold in the housing there is like all this stuff so i mean they, I don't really know how they use the money, but they could fix up the houses. For <laughs> yeah, I've, heard, I've heard that yeah. as a common, like, like you can't hang things. You yeah. can't make holes in the walls. Like, how is it being from, from when you bought your house in Virginia <sighs> that I never got to visit? I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it was beautiful from when I, I first walked into house. it. But how is that different to where, like, did it make the transition to being, like, military where you were at your home as opposed to on-base housing? Yeah, so going from our house in Virginia to the housing now that we live in was pretty big transition because, like, our house was 2,500 square feet. This one's maybe 1,200, so we're losing a lot of space. So moving to California, we had to, like sell a lot of stuff and you know squeeze into this little house we have now and like our little backyard like we had I think it was like an acre we had in Virginia and here we have like a little patch of grass for our dogs Mm. Uh, yeah so it it was really hard so especially transitioning with a baby too oh yeah so let's talk about that let's talk about you becoming a new mama mama 
adoption story. <laughs> so 2023 was a crazy year for us because January, we moved in September 2022. And I was like, you know what? We want to start a family. And we tried and tried in Virginia and nothing happened. You know, I did like trigger shots and all this stuff, trying to have a baby and going through all that process. And we had to sit down and like either do IVF or like IUI. And I was like, you know what? Let's just look into adopting. Mm -hmm. So we talked to agencies and then kind of expensive to adopt. So we decided to like try foster to adopt. And then I was talking to my dad and he was like, you know, call our good friends. They adopted, it was 21 years ago, but he was like, they adopted, try and see what agency they used. So I called them, I talked with her, not even like two weeks later, she was like, um, I have something for you. She said, I need you to be open to anything. Remember I told you that? And I was like, yeah, I "I have this lady that goes to church with me. Her daughter's kind of in a, in a bind here and wants to know if you guys want to adopt. And we were like. Yeah. Oh, and we were in gosh. Disneyland at the time. Uh-huh. I was like, oh my God, this is the happiest place on earth. Aww. We were literally walking down Main Street and she called me. And so the eventually the mom ended up getting incarcerated. Mm-hmm. So she was in jail, pregnant. And again, called me in Disneyland from jail or Main Street. I'm like, babe, I have to take this call. I have to, it's from the jail. So she was like, yeah, my mom talked about you guys, our good friends, were highly like talking about good about your family like they love you guys they've known your mom and dad forever this and that so like yeah let's do it so by myself i was looking up like the process like lawyers so like it's it's a whole process lawyers in arizona lawyers in california and um finally like we had to like put a rush on christian getting all his stuff done because he was deploying in april baby was going to be due in july so we had to get all the stuff done and um going through all that stuff and then finally came home with my mom in july baby waiting finally we got the call like she's going Aww, went to phoenix yeah. and you know waited for baby had to stay a little after because she was sick so we had to stay 10 days in phoenix but then it's just yeah it happened he got home in october okay and he finally met the baby Aww. when she was two months almost three. Oh my goodness yeah so it was it was a crazy year yeah a couple and, of months of being a single mom yeah it out. <laughs> Ooh, i mean but i mean does it doesn't make you any str- i mean you can't be stronger than what you are right yeah. now yeah because you went through that whole process mm-hmm. on your own and then that bond that you get to make with that yeah. baby at the the few first couple of months mm-hmm. and then you being such a, a young mom and taking on that <laughs> that challenge on, on your own and that i mean that's beautiful that's such mm-hmm. a beautiful story yeah, yeah. kind of just like when well, we were also thinking like doing foster to adopt and we kind of had to stop that because this kind of fell yeah, into it, was, it was such yeah. a blessing like mm-hmm. getting the call and like i think you know we're all so close as a family that it kind of like okay here we go yeah yeah like, let's do this and so with her it was you know i know that they had tried to do stuff and, mm-hmm. and go through all this process and so um you know millie being brought into them was such a blessing like it Mm -hmm. was it and you know she's not treated any differently she's loved like she came from you you know and so um I will tell you that uh this one here uh, being my sister was like, oh, when I have kids, I won't act like this. Oh yeah, right. Or I won't do this. Um, so tell me the things that you have done that you said that you wouldn't do. Um, 
It all happens to everybody. Sound machines. Okay, I'm not going to use a sound machine. I'm not going to darken the room. She only sleeps in a dark room. <laughs> oh, no, my baby's going to sleep anywhere. She does not sleep anywhere. <laughs> it yeah. was so funny because so she is the godparent for Maddox, right? Her and, and her husband. And when I had Maddox, I, you know, we knew that they were going to be the godparents. And Maddox was like a year and a half. And she was like, let me take him to California. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I don't even let him nope. go to Circle K. Uh, no. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, no. Yeah. So so she convinced me. She's like, hey, I'm his godmother. Like, he's got to learn to come with me and all these things. And I'm like, oh, OK. So she takes him right <laughs> mm -hmm. a year and a half. Right. And then I was like, hey, let me have Amelia. She's like, absolutely not. <laughs> not a chance. <laughs> no. Um, when she's older. No. Oh, yeah. When she's older. And that's what I said. My comment was like, hey. When he's like two or three, he can go with you because yeah. he was alone. He was still in diapers. Like, yeah. but I mean, as godparents, we think like if if Matt and I were to pass away yeah. and, and all these things happen, who's he going to go with? He's yeah. going to go with his godparents. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, shit, like, fuck. <laughs> OK, all right, you can do this. And then here we are, helicopter mom over here. Yeah. I'm not the helicopter parent. That's my husband. He's, <laughs> he's such a good oh dad. Oh, my God. I'm going to make him like so he works on helicopters. I'm going to make him a shirt with the helicopter he works hey, on. Hey, we know people dead. that can make shirts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She like, just bought her first cricket. I did. Oh my I God. did. We are cricketeers <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> we be we shirts, um, mugs, anything you like. Yeah. Um, but you know, to that same point, my son is now eleven years old, and I can remember this kind of stuff that you're talking about. Like seriously, I know that people say it all the time, like like mm -hmm. it was yesterday. But seriously, it goes so fast. Like it does. I mean, just so fast. Well, uh, I always said my child will never drink pop. And for those of you from Arizona, pop is soda. Okay. <laughs> I was just but, gonna say that. But uh, my son will never drink pop. Like he will. And to be fair, he really doesn't drink pop. But that has been like, I know that my kid won't drink pop. We're watching football on Sunday. He's sitting behind me and he was playing a game or whatever. And all I hear is the. <laughs> and I was, I turn around and he's looking at me like, hey, hey, hey. I'm 11 like, now, mom. He was like, Tia just said I could have one. And I was <laughs> like, but that's like legit Coke. It's not Sprite. Like, oh, it was like, like Coca-Cola. Coca oh, oh, okay. And he was like, ah. Oh, it's good. But he was like, Mom, I only drink it responsibly. <laughs> he was like, I'll only have it on special occasions. <laughs> oh, that is so cute. Yeah. So um, cute. But those things that we say, like, oh, we'll never. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. What's the what's the most like toughest thing that you've had to do? Oh, my God. She was colicky. Oh, so yeah. I any person who has a baby, I do not wish their baby to have colic because it is rough. So that was the uh, but what what did you through. do? Because you were alone when she had colic, oh, yeah. right? So, so lots of gripe water, dude. Let's lots talk about drops. what our <laughs> Mexican culture does for babies that are are colicky. Oh my god, dude! So I lived in Douglas at the time when Zai had colic, and uh, dude, I had so many people that were like, pin a piece of his um uh nightgown underneath somebody's name that was Juan that was born on June 24th and let them sleep like all of this stuff at like put a, a safety pin under oh all God, I'm like never heard of that. like I'm not doing voodoo well <laughs> I remember the the most common one that I hear is the egg oh yeah the like egg. rub them with the egg the and egg. then crack it yep. and then if it turns a color or there's like I've heard of other people like 
um, taking their kids to Mexico and seeing a woman. Or, yeah. yeah, that's the one that I'm talking about. Like if you if her name was like if it's a Juan or a Juana that was born on June 24th, they're supposed to have these special like powers that don't make <laughs> babies cry anymore. Oh, Lord. oh my gosh, Lord! <laughs> I just no. did Manzanilla and that kind of <laughs> <laughs> chamomile tea. Dude, I can't tell you how many of those um, like folklores and, and yeah. things that I yeah. heard when I was pregnant, and especially living in Douglas. Mm-hmm. Like I think there was a solar eclipse, and they were like, <gasps> "You cannot go outside. Yeah, don't take him outside." You, like, oh, when you were when pregnant? When yeah, pregnant, yeah, yeah. I remember you cannot that. Go outside, and they were like, "If you do, you need to wear a string around your belly with a key hanging from it." And I'm like. My mom yeah. was just talking about that today. <laughs> oh, really? She was. The whole solar eclipse. She's like, yeah, I didn't go out when I was pregnant. If there was a full moon, they told me not to. I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, mom. Well, I mean, <laughs> okay. In well. Can- canto. If you don't have a <laughs> reference for this, watch Encanto. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So um, how is your education coming? It's It's going. Yeah. So I started out in like the medical field, but I was like, I don't want to do that anymore because I was going towards to be a nurse. But I'm like, no, it's just not like, like after you feeling. became a mom, you're yeah. like, I, get, I don't need to go to a school. So yeah, no, I'm, doing, <laughs> I'm doing teaching now. Uh-huh. And my last step is to do um, student teaching, but it's very hard being a military spouse and yeah. going to school because like we're going to be moving again, I yeah. think by the end of the year. So yeah, that's right. put, I don't know. Do I do it in California? Do I do yeah. it here in Arizona? Like, well, what's it's just really hard. What's really cool about you, so I'm trying to ha- show a brighter side of this. What's really cool about you being a military spouse and, and having an education degree is it opens a lot of doors for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you could teach for the Department of Defense, right? Yeah. And do yeah. a Dudea project thing kind of thing. You could also, when you're at military bases, you, you can teach on those military bases, and they typically pay more. Yeah, other yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what I heard. The other thing is, like, a lot of us, when we go into education, we get stuck in one place, mm-hmm. and that becomes our only educational experience. But being in the military kind of forces you yeah. to get different experiences, which will only make you a better educator. Yeah, absolutely. And it will also make you a better parent, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Sometimes being a military spouse, you feel like your career is second, but, you yeah, know, you got to sure. support him, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, we'll just hope for the one day that Christian gets that freaking promotion and he's on stage and he's thanking his wife and he's like, oh, this, yeah, this degree or this this award is yours as well for yes. all of your sacrifice. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. They Thank do do you. that. They do every time he reenlists. They give you a little plaque with your name on yeah. it. Like to thank you. Like, thank you for putting up with the Marine Corps yeah. for, you know, like letting your husband stay with us. Yeah, yeah that's true. They do. Yeah. You have been celebrated. But yeah. I've been to like. I don't think I've been to his paintings, but I yeah. Richard's paintings. Yeah. yeah. So is it hard on you? Um, I, I know how close your family is mm-hmm. and being away from them. And like I'm used to like my family. I think we all live 0.7 miles away from each other. Aww. My brother lives 0.7 miles this way. And my sister lives 0.7 miles that way. And even though we may go a week or two without physically seeing each other, we talk every single day yeah. on the phone. And my sister, um, I mean, I, my car didn't start one day and I called my sister and she was like, OK, I'm leaving work. I'm going to come pick up my kid. Having that support <laughs> system like right. that mm-hmm. is you know like i've not i never have had to pay for childcare my entire Ugh. 11 years yeah. of my son being alive because i've had my family Your here family so i know being in the military it's difficult when you mm-hmm. have to move especially coming from such a tight it's so family hard. yeah so do you want to share some of your experiences with yes. that so we try and like being in virginia across the country we try to 
come home for everything that we can, but sometimes you can't. Like, there's weddings you miss, there's birthday parties you miss, there's celebrations, what, like, everything. You're like, oh, I want to go. But What's, one, it's expensive, and yeah. then two, it's like, scheduling yeah and your jobs and what supports like when you're away because like i mean like raquel said she knows how close everybody is but like you know what do they have for you guys on base or even in just the community like is it tight within friends is it so you're basically on your own like you there's a lot of facebook groups and i suggest like if you're you know moving to new spot get on those facebook groups and say hey i'm new here like that's how i made Two of my first friends in Virginia, like I just made a Facebook post on the uh, neighborhood page and was like, I'm looking for friends like I'm bored. Yeah, (laughs) well, I've seen some things here at Fort Huachuca where they actually have like events. Yeah. For like new spouses that come in or or let families come together to kind of get to know the community. Are you are you I, I haven't seen any of those, but I know like the command and stuff like that sometimes does. But not very many people go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's like. No, I don't want to do that. Like, so you kind of make your friends on your own. Like, I did the Facebook post. We had amazing neighbors move in next door. You're like, hey, come on over. Like, find interest. And you find, like, also, like, people in your husband's command. Like, because they're going through the same thing you are. Like, deployments and whatever. Like, especially, like, Christian, his command in um, Virginia was non-deployable. But he was still going on trips. Like, he'd be gone like for a month, he'd be gone for two weeks. And so, I mean, it's just, you know, find the people that are there for you yeah, or in yeah. the same situation. I think that like Stephanie and I being like housed here and, yeah. and we live here in, in Fort Huachuca, um, we see that struggle a lot of times with some of the military spouse, spouses mm-hmm. coming in and out and having that struggle. Like, for example, one of um, the people that we worked with, his wife just ended up having facial reconstructive surgery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what are we going to do to help yeah. her? Yeah. We, we, we didn't even know her. Like, we've never yeah. met her ever, ever. Um, but we were like, we're going to put this gift basket together and we're going to do this. And I think that went back to our mission of really being kind and just being like love to people. Because yeah. I think, again, that was part of the reason that we even started this podcast was we really wanted to be that a light in, in, in the darkness because we've felt it. We've all been there. We've, we, I talked about it when we go to like sporting events and I feel like I'm, the mom on the sideline that no one wants to be my friend. <laughs> That's another rabbit hole. Yeah. But I think Sports that, mom. Um, so I would encourage anybody who's listening, if you know these uh, new military spouses and wives and, and even just new military personnel that are coming into your neighborhood, um, offer them a hand and extend them that kindness and, and, and make yeah. them feel at home. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, it's a hard job um, to even just moving. Yeah, uprooting your life over and over Mm -hmm. again and restarting and and building those relationships is almost sometimes makes you not want to. Right. Because you're like, I know I'm going to leave in two years. Why am I going to invest in in this? But um, they they need to be loved, too. Yes. (laughs) As a. What did you call yourself as a seasoned, seasoned, (laughs) newly seasoned, newly seasoned seasoned military (laughs) wife? um, would you play a role in something like that? Like, helping? yeah, I think so. And actually, like to going through the adoption stuff, I didn't know there was that many people like adopting in the military, too. So now people are coming to me and Christian and asking us questions about like, hey, how'd you adopt? So that kind of opens up doors like too for, you know, being there for people and like knowing our story that it helps them, too. So 
And you want to become an well, adoption mentor. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah. You, she mentioned earlier that there's, um, what, classes that you can mm-hmm. take, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's free classes that you can take that you can um, become an adoption mentor. And I was yeah. like, what? I want to do that. That's like, so awesome. Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Anytime that you go through a new process, and if you have somebody that can take their experience, mm-hmm. even if it's just experience, to either validate or like reassure you as you're mm-hmm. going through it, that that's such a great opportunity yeah. for you to give back and and to help out as yeah. you're going through it. Would you say that the friends that you've made, like Tara and John, or in in the people in your courtyard, do you think those are lifelong? Oh yeah, yeah, lifelong even friendships. We're- Eventually, we'll end up back in Virginia, and, and Christian was mentioning, like, we need to go visit them. We need to see them. Like, so we will. Like, and it's kind of cool because you have friends everywhere now. Yeah. Like, yeah. whether it's in California, Virginia, other friends moved to Florida, Maryland, everywhere. So you have friends everywhere. So yeah. kind of know somebody wherever you go because it's a small community, but a little tight. And, yeah, you guys yeah. take care of each other. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. They do. And I think everybody goes through the same thing, you know, as they transition. And, and there's a lot of similarities between, you know, when you PCS and, mm-hmm. and how to make friends. Like, have you encountered people who are just kind of shitty towards other people? Like, oh, yeah. 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 She's a newbie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, so I'm trying to think of an example, but like, you know, some spouses like will celebrate their husbands and you know, but oh, my husband, he looks so handsome in his uniform, like this and that. And like, like another spouse will just put her down and be like, oh, I've seen him in his uniform so many times. Like, yeah, oh, lots like, of negativity. Some, yeah. yeah. Like, this is my opportunity. This is my yeah. first time. Like, don't yeah. take that away from yeah, me. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. It, it, but I could see both sides, though, because yeah. sometimes like, I mean, I'm not a military spouse by whatever means, but like being a firefighter wife, right? Like. You know, some some of the new people are very like, oh, my God, there's, the, you know, I love a man in uniform. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, <laughs> OK, <laughs> you know what I mean? Stephanie, but, you can't tell me you don't love a man in a oh, uniform. I love my man in uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Not when you're trying to find like his camis or his boot ties yeah. at midnight the night before he needs them. You're like, oh, here we yeah. go again. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I think what you just said, though, it's it's important to remember everybody's uh, place in yes. in this mm-hmm. spectrum. Like, don't take away that moment from no. them looking at them with admiration mm-hmm. like that, because like that's their moment. Like, yes. you yeah. have that moment when he, you know, mm-hmm. that moment. when he when he came. <laughs> but it's funny because like I love if any uniform that I love, other than you know the firefighter uniform that my husband wears, but like the the, the Marine, Marine Corps. <laughs> I'm telling you what it's pretty. I mean, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything because I work for the army. I like I like your uniform, army. Whatever, it's great. But that marine uniform. Woo. Well, and it's funny because like we we were invited to a military ball. Mm-hmm. They had invited us to the military ball, and and it was in San Diego on Coronado Island. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it was really fun to go to. And but you could see like. That was the time for like all the moms and the and the girlfriends and whoever their partner was to get together and like mm-hmm. you saw everybody talking and it was it was really kind of cool to see you know the camaraderie that they had and and you know like you guys were part of it and and but how friendly some of them were because we weren't mm-hmm. even military I mean we're just guests mm-hmm. but they're like hey come hang yeah. out like. Yeah. And it was a really good party. So Mm -hmm. I will tell you that just being friends of somebody who's in the military, like my friend list 
is so much bigger, like just because of like knowing someone, like I have a good friend that is very well known and very well, um, um, integrated in the the military community. And just by knowing him everywhere I go, like he introduces me to all these people and they are very kind to me. And because this person has like introduced me me into the crew, like they're like, okay, you're part of us now. And like, so now, like you said, I mean, I went to Hawaii and had people to visit in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. I went to Georgia, had people to visit in Georgia. I was in uh, North Carolina and TDY, I had people to visit there. So it's like a big network of people Mm -hmm. that are like, okay, once you're a part of us, like, Mm-hmm. We're going to take care of you. And it reminds me a lot of like our Mexican culture. Yeah. Like my mom used to tell me when I was younger, she was like, Mija, why don't you go to visit your cousin in Colorado? I was like, I didn't even know that I had cousins in Colorado. <laughs> and they're like, you can just go and knock on their door and say, I'm Ro- I'm Roxanne's daughter. And I was like, no, you can't, mom. You can't. And she was like, yeah, <laughs> that's your family. Yeah. You're, they will take care of you. I promise. And I'm like, that's strange. Like, no, I'm not going to do that. But really, I know that if I were in a circumstance and I just needed and I, I knew that I had family that was there, maybe they didn't even know me at all, but they were cousins with my mom. If I yeah. walked in there and they were like, you need something, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> but that's yeah. kind of how it is with mm-hmm. the military, too. I could see that, yeah. You learn a lot, too, because not everyone in the military is Mexican. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you learn about different cultures because one... <laughs> <laughs> That's so true, though. <laughs> I'm laughing more at Will. Yeah. <laughs> Will's laughing too. <laughs> oh yeah, but the camaraderie. No, yeah. seriously. Like, is there like a? I don't know. Maybe it's just what I think about it. But is there like a camaraderie when you're like when you see another military spouse and you're a military spouse and you're like. Is there like a secret hand, like a secret handshake or like wink? You're like, yeah, I know. I got You're you. Like, yeah. <laughs> I got no, it. there's no secret. <laughs> I got you, girl. I th- I think that there would be. There should be. Yeah, I think there it, should be. I think that if like you were out, like say you're at Target and your husband's in his his uniform and then there's another military spouse whose husband in your uniform. So you can automatically tell that your military oh, yeah. spouse is like if you fell and broke your foot. I think she would run to your aid. Oh, I think so too. <laughs> yeah, or like, or just the, the you know the little sly comments like, "Girl, I know." Yeah, I get you. You're pushing. You're pushing the you. cart. You're like, mm-hmm. I wish you all could see her face right now. <laughs> so, if you were to give any new advice to a military or to a new military spouse or even a seasoned military spouse, what would it be? Or a newly seasoned, newly what? seasoned, all the in between. <laughs> I would say be flexible. I'm a big planner and like when Christian comes home and drops a bomb on me like we're moving or I gotta pack my bag I'm leaving for a week gotta go I'm like okay so you gotta be flexible like even if you made a date night plan or plans like if you gotta change them you gotta change them you know and just yeah be flexible and also be supportive to him because I you know you are going through stuff but also he's going through stuff he's going through he doesn't know these people at his new command and you don't know that's people. 100% true. You don't know people in your new neighborhood either. So, you know, that's why you support each other because. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think you guys both do a really good job of that. Like he's super supportive in, you know, your dreams and wishes mm-hmm. and, and your career stuff. You know, he's 
Um, and then, you know, being a good dad, you know, he does take, I really think we've talked about this before, but he's such a good dad. You know, he takes on, you know, responsibilities and he's not, you know, he's making sure cause he's going to leave again, but you know, he's really making sure that you're taking care of. So I Mm -hmm. think you guys have such a good support. Like when, when people say we go 50, 50, you guys go a hundred and a hundred. Cause I think he gives you, he gives you support and you give him support and they're so funny together. Like they're like the, (laughs) they're like an old couple, like 80 year old couple where he's like, Selena, and she's like, bad Christian. And it's like, okay, but no, they, you know, and what's funny is that, you know, you guys only dated eight months <laughs> something yeah, like that eight months before we got married eight months before they got married and I always so because he wanted to get out of the barracks that's why he married <laughs> <laughs> but you know for eight months and being married not, almost nine years I yep. mean you guys have really created a a special bond and and being in the military to support each other I mean that's the that's the most commitment especially coming from you coming from him like he's you know I the advice that I would give to military service men and women like you know you got to support each other mm-hmm. especially your spouse right yeah, like yeah. you have to show that connection and that commitment to each other yeah. um no matter what the job is so um but cool yeah, yeah. selena every night when all the world is sleeping i can with you guys i stay <laughs> up and think of you <laughs> I wish on a star. Hey, I'm just joking. But anyways, thank you, Selena, for sharing your experience and opening up on our podcast with us. I know that a lot of our listeners can really relate to what what you've been through and what you're going through. And thank you for sharing your beautiful adoption journey Uh with us. Uh, We appreciate you. And we also appreciate all of our military families out there. Thank you so much for all of what you do for us and our country. And uh, And I'm proud to be an American. Um, We thank the military service and men and women for all that you do for mm-hmm. our country. So thanks amen. for your support and thanks for having me. It was yeah, fun. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> we could go on and yeah, talk for could. TV shows. That's another one. Oh, Next yeah. time yeah. you're in town, we can list all of our updated oh my TV gosh, shows. I'm catch up one. on yeah. Law and Order now. Yes, dude, it's so good. Um, well, I think that's it. I think that's it. So um, remember, you can find us on iHeart, Podbean, Spotify, and now Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, way to go, Stephanie. Yes, or however you get your podcast so um thank you once again for going down rabbit holes with us join us next time for another fantastic episode remember if there's anything you want to hear any topics that you want um find us on facebook or down rabbit holes podcast at gmail.com gmail.com see you next time Bye. bye bye